This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 90. In today's episode, I'm talking to my very special guest, Nicole Clough, about shifting from separation to singlehood and being in that very difficult season of transition. Nicole shares her story of being separated and her new perspective about what she misses most about being married now as a single woman. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. In today's episode, my guest is no stranger to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. She is my dear friend and sister from another mother, Nicole Clough. Nicole is an amazing woman of God. She loves the Lord and has a heart to minister to women all over the world. She is the owner of Crowned to Love Apparel, and she is the awesome mom to three beautiful girls. And like so many of us, has found herself in a place in life where she never imagined life would look like this. Please help me welcome to the show, Miss Nicole Clough. Hey, sis, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you back as a guest, and um, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Hello, my sister. Hello. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's always an honor and a pleasure to have girl chat with you and to just uh, sit in conversations and talk about the things that people want to hear you talk about, you know, (laughs) things that they're dealing with, things that they're going through. So thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. And um, I'm really excited because you have, you know, throughout your life, you've experienced so many things that I think that we all go through. But I appreciate you just being just transparent and authentic in and in your and during your process. And so, you know, what we're going to talk about today is something from a different perspective, a different lens. You know, you were a guest on the show talking about waiting well and waiting and maintaining your virginity bef- until you get married. And, you know, we've had, we've had girl talks and we've talked about different things, but now you're talking about a different season in your life. So talk to us a little bit about kind of where you are right now. Absolutely. Um, First and foremost, let me just say, um, I love being married. You know, I am going to share about the season that I'm in, but the season that I came out of was a season that I absolutely loved. Um, I was married for 13 years, and 
and he was my best friend. So I was married to him for 13 years, but I've known him now for almost 30 years. So our relationship and um, our connection runs very, very deep. And so I find myself after these 13 years um, on a total different journey, one that I wasn't expecting or prepared for or anticipated. Um, and I think on this journey I've experienced some things that I can um, talk about now and speak to because I've spent some time in reflection, spent some time really digging deep a little bit and, and dissecting um, just the past years that I've experienced and taking the good, the bad, um, the indifferent, and really being able to analyze for myself that um, despite what happened in our marriage and in our relationship, marriage is amazing. It is a beautiful gift that has been given to us by God. And when it is curated uh, with intention and on purpose and you look for the and are mindful of the things that try to disrupt that harmony and you are tenacious about fighting the enemy that fights against what it is that you love, I think you come out with an amazing relationship that when you are sometimes oblivious to it and you are engaged in just either yourselves or you're just distracted and you let things pass over because you think it will correct itself, I think mm -hmm. you can find yourself in this place. So here I am. Um, I guess over these past few, these past couple of years, um, my husband and I, we physically separated um, last year, but we were emotionally separated for a very long time. And I think during this process now of being able to, to reflect and look back, I had to take a moment and just celebrate what it is I love about marriage. Because I think when you go through separation and divorce, you have the opportunity to get bitter. And I can't say mm -hmm. that I wasn't there. I was. Mm -hmm. You know, I was angry. I was bitter. Um, I was resentful at times. Um, but when you have the opportunity to let the Word of God shine the light on, on you, you get an opportunity to see um, – that everything uh, isn't pointing at someone else. It's, you have to look and, and reflect on yourself so that you can see the silver lining in it all and you can see the beauty in the ashes, right? Mm -hmm. So the, here's, here's some of the things during this time that I feel that I love about marriage. Um, as a new single, you realize that the world is not set up for you. Mm. The world is not um, conditioned to really embrace the single. Like, you know, people go out on their own. People go to movies on their own. They hang out with their girlfriends and that sort of thing. But even just in regular everyday life, if you're single and living on your own, and I find this so interesting that now they're starting to do this, and this is so practical, this is so... It, it really seems minuscule, but just buying certain things, like when you think about just buying a loaf of bread, let's just say that just 
just I'm being very, very practical because my mm-hmm. husband did all of the shopping in our house <laughs> and for a very long time. And I so miss that. I used to love the grocery store, but honestly, it is no longer my friend. <laughs> and it is not. I just don't like the grocery store. And I love the fact that my husband was very intentional about shopping and making sure that we had some of the things that that we really should be eating and that we did need, um, and making sure that we had enough. And I used to always kid him about, you know, because we had twins, he would always buy double of everything. (laughs) And as, as as a single now, it's so different because everything is, um, larger sometimes than what you need. You find that you waste a lot of food as a single because everything is, um, built on larger scales. Like you can't even just buy a loaf of bread if you're not going to eat the whole loaf of bread by the time it expires or by the time the date is on it. It's like, you know, yeah, you can buy, you know, little slices of bread. But, I mean, it's your favorite bread. And this is so so minuscule in what I'm talking about, but it's one of those things that you think about the world is just not um, Mm -hmm. oftentimes set up for the single. It makes you feel awkward when you're by yourself Mm -hmm. doing something. Um, are you alone? Are you is someone coming to sit with you? No, I'm, I'm by myself. Right. Um, so that's just some, some of the, the minuscule things. Another thing that I um, really miss about marriage is lying in bed sometimes at night. Uh, my husband and I used to pray together every night. And it was something that we had an opportunity to do to speak into each other's lives and take that time to... Um, Thank God for what we see in one another Mm -hmm. and what we see God doing in our family. And not to say that you can't do that on your own, being single, you can. But there is something beautiful and precious about the power of agreement, about Mm -hmm. being able to come together and to pray and to thank God for one another and see things happen. And in that, you say, well, then how did with all, you guys were doing that every night? Well, why didn't things work? Um, mm. that, was, that, that was one of those questions that I kind of pondered and kind of asked. It's like, okay, God, you know, we, we, there are some things we really did right. We really did engage. But at the same time, you know, we have our own free will to make our own choices. Right. And I believe that God speaks to us and tells us and guides us in the way that we should go, but it's up to us to choose to obey him. Mm. It's our choice. Right. I love, um, another thing I love about marriage is the fun and the engagement that you get from spending time together with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm on this journey as a single parent, um, it really, I, I mean, hats off to single moms who have held it down mm-hmm. over the years for their families. I mean, to me, they are some heroes. They are women who should be cheered and celebrated. Absolutely. Um, yes. Especially moms who have really rallied around their children and sacrificed even to their own hurt in many times to raise exceptional kids without a male influence in their home. And it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy. And it is a journey where you really have to forget about yourself sometimes 
and mm. to be there for your kids. And um, I miss that about marriage because my husband was home um, because of his disability. He was home from work all the time. He, he wasn't working mm. anymore. He was a uh, disabled mm-hmm. veteran. And so he was home for the girls when they got home from school and and he was there for them, you know, um, to help with homework and, and do those types of things. But as a single mm-hmm. mom, we have to work. Mm-hmm. Hand clock now, what, COVID in a way. Right. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what have you learned about you during this process? I've learned about myself that um, I think I, I looked at marriage through an unrealistic lens. Mm. I, I think sometimes that we think that marriage is what we've seen or what we've come up with in our own mind, and we want those expectations met right. without even engaging the other person in the process. Mm. And Can so you when we talk come up about with, what you mean by that? Yeah. So, you know, I expected, you know, being married, that my husband and I, that we were going to be ministers and we were going to be ministering everywhere and we were going to pray together, we were going to read together, we were going to worship together. You know, we were going to have the same spiritual aspirations, we were going to have the same friends, we were going to enjoy the same things. And I think you come in with that ideology and you get in the midst of it, and when those expectations go unmet, you find yourself sub- subconsciously, you find yourself being angry or upset or disappointed mm-hmm. that you don't even realize is going to sneak up on you later because you don't yeah. talk about it. You know, or when you do talk about it, it's more in a statement and not in a conversation. Oh, I thought we were going to do this together. I thought we were mm-hmm. going to do that together more than, honey, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think about us, you know, doing this or that? Is that something that you're interested in? If you are, okay. do, do you want to do that instead of approaching it from a, from a way of engaging rather than expectation? Oh, really good. So good. Yeah. That's really good. So you were talking about um, what you've learned in this process of separation and divorce about you. you we talked a little bit about, what you, you, you really miss about marriage, but what have you learned about you, about Nicole during this process? I learned that Nicole is a person who went through marriage not really knowing a lot about herself. Mm-hmm. I knew about the Nicole, the single Nicole, but I didn't really cultivate the married Nicole, and I think I tried to walk this journey um, in that way that I think I, I, I in some ways was probably more interested in the things that I was interested in more than him. Mm-hmm. You know, how, learning how to be a support to my husband's interests and really having his back. Like, I don't know if I really stood up for him in that way. Which was something that I learned about myself that, yeah, I'm a loyalist in many ways, but that loyalty was loyal to them through me. 
<laughs> that makes sense. So what do you mean? Right. Tell me, talk a little bit more about that. So, so it's almost like the loyalty to yourself is having that person in your life, you know, doing what you know to do to celebrate that person, but it's more for you more than for mm. them. Okay. You know, knowing how to, like if, you know, and I just have to talk about this situation. I hate to talk about the situation, but I will. Like knowing how to side with your spouse more than siding with someone who's on your side. Mm. Ooh, you follow what that, I mean? Ooh, that is a good one. You, siding with yourself more than siding with someone on your side. I have my every hair on my arm is standing up because that yeah. is so good in marriage, in relate, even in regular, any kind of relationship, right? That you, so it's really similar to the concept of you'd rather be right over being reconciled. Right. Right. You'd right. rather be right. You choose yourself. You'd rather be right than being reconciled than choosing the person that's on your side. Right. Right. Ooh, that is and so, so um so those are the things that I'm learning that I really need to um learn how to champion in a relationship where where your spouse feels respected and honored. Even though you feel you're you're giving respect, you know, respect is received by the person who desires the respect. So and yeah. I'm even having this situation with my children. You know, just because you say something, and I t- if I tell you you're disrespecting me and you don't feel like you're, and be, you don't think you're disrespecting me, it doesn't matter what you think, I'm telling you something. Right. So I'm telling you what you're saying is disrespectful to me. So if I'm, if I'm giving you some insight on what I feel respect is, don't stay in the vein of what, of what you think. You have mm-hmm. to think of the person to whom you're speaking. And... Mm-hmm. You know, when your husband is saying he doesn't feel respected, instead of figuring out what you think that is, figure out what honoring and respect to him looks like, even when it doesn't uh, benefit you in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, you're not the one who, even if you have to take a backseat to yourself, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So how, how can you share with our listeners who may be in a a very similar place or may even be in a space where they are very emotionally detached in their marriage and they feel like separation, divorce may be really close, it may be on the horizon. What can you share woman to woman to um, about kind of, caring for yourself through all of the processes, if that makes sense. We have so many different, the process that we go through in marriage, when it's amazing and great, when it's not so great, when you've disconnected emotionally and you've disconnected physically, you may be going through a um, separation or divorce. How can you best care for your own heart through these processes? Oh, such a great question. I think stewarding your heart in this in this time and in this season 
um, I sh- I, let me just speak for me, stewarding my heart during this time in this season is learning how to really embrace um, God in this time of seeing the way he sees. Because if you, if you allow your situation to continue to dictate your thought life and how you, you know, it, it becomes a pride issue in some ways because we feel like, I can't believe this happened to me. It's all about me, 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 me. And a lot of times, even if it was the fault of the other person, we never look at that of the, of the other person and what they may be going through or, or, or what they may be dealing with. It's just all about this is how I feel and this is what's going on with me. And so when we become self-focused, it's very difficult in this season to really allow your heart to not harden. Mm-hmm. But you really have to ask God to give you the opportunity to see the way he sees, to be able to see when he says, I'll give you beauty for ashes, an oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And it's not something that happens overnight But when you allow yourself to sit in the situation and to be honest with yourself, with your own emotions, with your own actions, because many times we point fingers and we really don't realize that we too have a part to play in wherever it is that we find ourselves. Acknowledge that place. Forgive yourself. um, and, And ask God to help you to see how to shift in this time and in this season so that you know what to do in the next season of life. Mm -hmm. Whether you and your husband are reconciled, you know, there may be situations where you and your husband are reconciled, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, learning how to identify um, where you in your own engagement in this relationship, where you could have shifted or done done something different, Um, not in taking the blame, but everybody is dynamic. You know, we are all continuing to develop and to change and to, to discover who we are and learning to identify with that truth. If um, you feel you may have done, you know, I've, I've felt that many times that, oh, man, I, I did everything right, you know. But you, you mm-hmm. don't. You don't. And so when you can identify and just be truthful and be honest with yourself, God can steward your heart in that way. He will shepherd it, and he will be able mm-hmm. to minister to the places where you're hurting, where that may be, um, where there may be some hardness of your heart, where there may be some unforgiveness, um, where there may be resentment or bitterness. God knows how to minister to those places of your heart to bring healing and restoration um, mm-hmm. and to be able to help you to thrive in the midst of the situation that you're going through. Because, you know, going through divorce in this moment, I'm thanking the Lord that he's given me the ability to thrive in this time. You know, it's yeah. taken some time, but it's, it's identifying in myself those places where I, will, I was wrong, those places where I needed God's help and, and didn't seek it, repenting for some things in my life, and being renewed and restored. Um, in my heart, and God doing that by by His Word and by prayer, by Thanksgiving. Right. Any um, final things that you want to share? Any words of encouragement? You know, ladies, um, whatever you may be facing, 
whether you're separated, uh, you're going, I'm not at the point of being divorced yet, or you are divorced in this moment, that there is, there is joy and there's beauty in every situation. You know, I, I can't speak to situations where there may be abuse and things that are physically going on because that is something totally different. Um, but in my life right now, uh, I'm asking God to show me the beauty so that when I walk into the next season, um, the radiance will show, that there mm-hmm. won't be residue that I'm bringing from a former relationship into the next stage of my life. And, and, and even if you're not going into a relationship, you don't want, you want the fragrance of your presence to precede you, not, not what you're bringing from the past that, you, that you've been through to precede you. And so mm-hmm. love on yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Be gracious with yourself. Celebrate yourself. Love on you like you've never loved on you before and in a way that truly allows you to see God's hand of favor and blessing that's on your life, even as a separated, divorced, or single woman. There's so mm-hmm. much beauty in it. Allow him to show you it. Wow. So good. I love that. Don't bring residue into your new season. Bring radiance. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much just for sharing your, um, just a portion of your journey. I know there's so much more to the journey, and um, but I appreciate you just sharing your insight. And um, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.